Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by the Real Farmer Care Campaign. You may have seen earlier this week on social media that I was a lucky recipient of this amazing campaign, and I can't wait to share their message with you. The Real Farmer Care Campaign was launched on New Year's Day by Farmer Clara Coleman of Four Season Farm in Maine as a fundraising campaign to offer self-care funds to hardworking farmers. Clara's father is a renowned organic farming pioneer, Elliot Coleman, who founded Four Season Farm in 1968, and their family farm continues to inspire and lead the next generation of farmers today. With one farmer recipient being featured on social media per day, over 50 farmers have already been featured so far. You can check out the Real Farmer Care campaign at Real Farmer Care on Instagram and Real Farmer Care on Facebook. And you can learn more about this initiative on their website over at fourseasonsfarm.com slash realfarmercare. You can show your love and support for our dedicated farmers at Real Farmer Care on GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com slash realfarmercare. Every single dollar donated goes into the hands of farmers. The more that we care for our farmers, the more successful they can be for caring for us and the land. So guys, I will link all of those in the show notes so you can check out this wonderful campaign. I am truly thankful that I was chosen to be a recipient of this campaign. And for my self-care I have decided that my husband and I are going to go out on a date. So that will be a benefit to the both of us. So thank you again so much for, to Clara and everyone over at Real Farmer Care. We super appreciate it. On today's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast, you're going to hear from Tammy Thielman. Tammy is a registered master's level social worker and a mental health counselor who lives with her husband, John, of 25 years and three children on their working family farm in the interior of British Columbia. Raised in farming, Tammy's passion is bringing the world of mental health and wellness along with farming and animals together. Tammy's counseling practice is farm-based and gives people of all ages access to specialized counseling along with the experience of being with farm animals and outside in nature. I think you guys are really going to love this episode. I know I did. But before we get to today's show, let's go over the review of the week. This review comes from Idaho Chels on Apple Podcasts. This five-star rating and review says, Egg supports egg. The new slogan Wild Rose Farmer has published is also the mantra of this podcast. It's wonderful to see the often looked over egg community alive and well. Thank you to so many who have blessed my life. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful rating and review. And yes, these women, I think, are truly a blessing for sharing their story with us. And I'm grateful to each and every one of them. So thank you so much. And I'm grateful to each and every one of you who takes the time to leave a rating and review for this podcast. It truly makes a difference and helps the Rural Woman podcast get into the ears of so many other people. So whether you listen on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you leave a rating and review next time you have a minute. 
And without further ado, my friends, let's get to Tammy's episode. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to you, Caitlin. I am so excited to chat with you, Tammy. This has been an interview that I have wanted to do for months and months since connecting with you online. I think that your occupation as well as your life (laughs) and egg is so interesting to me. So before I continue to fangirl and (laughs) natter on and on, tell the listeners who you are and where you're from. Okay. My name is Tammy. My last name is Thielman and I am a farmer and counselor and I live in the interior of British Columbia in a place called Salmon Arm. Salmon Arm is probably one of the most yes, beautiful Salmon places. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. It's known as like yeah, a very popular kind of tourist area with mountains and trees and I feel very lucky to live here. Yes, for sure. Give us your background. You mentioned that you were a farmer. Give us your background of how you got your start in agriculture and where you are today. Okay, well, I am a a farm girl right from day one. I'm the daughter of a farmer and a granddaughter of a farmer. And there's a long history of farming in my family and in my husband's also. I've been married for 25 years to a, a wonderful man. And our farm where we live right now was actually originally part of John's family's homestead. They homesteaded back in the day. So we have quite a history in farming and agriculture. And what do you guys produce on your farm? So we have a smaller farm, which is, you know, in my experience, more common in this part of BC because it's quite rugged, especially where we live. So we have a small farm that's kind of on a mountainside. It's actually a cross-country ski area in the winter. So there's lots of hills and trees, and we've cleared the fields ourselves over the years. So we have a, a small flock of commercial sheep on our farm where we produce farm raised, like do farm gate freezer lamb sales. And then we also sell live sheep as well. That's very cool. And like you said, the area that you're in is perfect for that, I'm sure. It is. Yeah, it's wonderful. Our sheep have a very nice life for sure. (laughs) They have beautiful views of the valley. Yes. And you and John, you mentioned that you've been married for 25 years. So I think that is incredible. Congratulations for that. It is, isn't it? And you guys have three kids as well. We do. We have three children, two are adults. They are mainly away now in university and working and then are yet still at home. That's great. So I want to focus mostly on what your outside farm career is because I feel like this is a very great opportunity to speak to somebody who has such a role in agriculture, sure. but as well on the outside of agriculture looking in. So can you tell the listeners hmm. what you do for a living? For sure. So I'm a counselor. I'm a registered master's level social worker. And within that role and scope, I offer counseling. And I have now a full-time private practice based on our farm where I do, you know, many different types of traditional, what I would call sort of traditional counseling. And then I also specialize in offering equine and animal assisted counseling, as well as outdoor and nature based sessions that are right on our farm. So it's really for me the best of 
both of my worlds coming together. Absolutely. Back in 2015, my fellow female farmer, Shyla Richards, began teaching herself how to crochet by watching YouTube videos. Now, Shyla has mastered the craft of crocheting and sells her wonderful work on Etsy and even teaches classes locally too. Shyla's crochet creations are handcrafted by Shyla Richards, an ocean-loving East Coaster that moved west and now has a farm in Onaway, Alberta. Shyla crochets a variety of items like hats, mittens, scarves, and some super cute farm animals, plus is able to do custom orders as well. Head on over to Etsy and find Shyla's Crochet Creations or simply take a look at today's show notes for the link to check out all of her beautiful creations. Plus, listeners of the Rural Woman podcast can save 15% off of their order by using code RWP15. That's RWP15 for 15% off your order at Shyla's Crochet Creations. Tammy, what made you decide that you wanted to go into the field of psychology? You you were raised a farmer, you married a farmer, you're still a farmer, but why did you want to do this? Yes. Well, I think, you know, it just kind of takes me back to when I first discovered your podcast. You know, all I knew was growing up on a farm as a girl, but, you know, many and many of my friends grew up on farms and I grew up in a very kind of small town both like at the coast when I was really quite young. I was in a dairy farming area where my dad's family is from in the Fraser Valley. And then we moved to the interior. And, you know, I mean, farms, they look so beautiful and it's a beautiful setting and environment, but families can still struggle. And our family went through a traumatic time when I was a teenager. Sadly, my parents divorced and we ended up having to sell our farm. We lost that connection we had with some of our really special animals at a really critical time. And I went through some struggles as a teen. And, you know, I think I just always had a lot of compassion and ultimately really a calling to really help support folks going through difficult times, even though it might not look like it on the outside. And I, I think that really ties in with agriculture that even though, you know, families or individuals live in the country and live on a farm, it doesn't mean that we're immune to some of the really stressful things and traumatic things that happen in life. Yes, I totally agree. And i I feel like coming from outside of an agriculture background and kind of coming into this lifestyle, it's funny to me to see the things that would affect me personally versus, say, my husband who grew up in this lifestyle. So, yeah, that is a very – it's a very interesting career choice that you've picked. And I think you having the background that you do and having to go through that as a child, you realize these struggles at an early age. And I'm so happy that you decided to go on this road and help people who are like me and you. So (laughs) that's so great. I feel like it's really my calling and, and the place where I can do the most work to help people to be of support and help with processing and healing. Right. So let's talk about your unique counseling practice. Your business is called Town and Country Counseling and Wellness. So tell us about the different services that you provide. So what I specialize in offering is like a non-clinical 
very nature-based form of what you could call ecotherapy because everything is really tied in with nature, being outdoors and being on the farm with the animals. So my office is a beautiful little cabin that my husband and my son built and I helped out, but they did most of the heavy lifting. So we really, when someone comes to see me and I can be of support to them, we are on the farm with the animals out in nature. And, you know, we do spend time inside the cabin, but usually the horses are right there or we're looking out the window at the trees and the mountains. And it's a very peaceful setting and really helps a person, whether they're a child or youth or adult, really be in a place of rest. And that's where we heal. Absolutely. You're describing this to me and it sounds so beautiful and I can only (laughs) imagine what it would be like coming to see you there. What have you found is the greatest benefit for people and using ecotherapy as a way of connecting with them and healing them? You know, I mean, I myself have had support in kind of a clinical, you know, office type setting, right? And it's different. It's different when you're in an office and it's four walls And uh, I think it's so special and so healing to be in an environment where you're surrounded by nature. It really supports us relaxing, being more mindful, noticing things, being able to create a sense of safety where, you know, the person I'm supporting and I can work from, you know, some of the folks I support come from a lot of, you know, trauma in their past, and they've maybe never felt safe ever. And together at my place, we can, you know, really help somebody experience what it's like to be relaxed and in a place of rest and actually able to do some healing work. That's wonderful. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us more about the equine facilitated therapy that you host at your business? For sure. So at my practice, I have four lovely horses that are all really special and unique. Most of them, with the exception of one, are all of our family horses. And there's one that has been very kindly loaned to me for my program. He's an older retired horse who did a lot of work with people back in the day with therapeutic riding. So all of the horses and the animals, the other animals that we have, I have a little bunny, his name is Snowball. He has quite a little following of people who love him. And then we also have our flock of sheep and our sheep barn and the horse barns. And what the animals really bring, all of them, is a real sense of connection and non-judgment and peace and safety to the people that I support, as well as to myself. When we're with the animals, you know, they don't judge us and they're silent, right? They talk to each other and they will talk to us, but they have their own unique voices. And I think when we're with animals, as maybe you have experienced, we kind of get into a different place where we can be playful, we don't feel judged. We can really, truly kind of let those, you know, everyday defenses down because we, I think, are hardwired 
to connect with animals much more willingly and openly than we do with other people. Absolutely. So I'm creating that space. Yeah. That is so cool. It's wonderful. I mentioned to you before we started recording that I've been internet stalking you and I just think (laughs) that your practice is so cool and it's so needed all over the place for people. Yeah. Have you been loving the Rural Woman podcast? Are you wondering how you can support the show? Well, friend, I'm happy to announce that I've recently joined Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, it's a membership-based platform that provides a simple way for you to contribute to the Rural Woman podcast every month and get exclusive rewards in return. Memberships start as low as $2 a month. Seriously, that's less than your grande, skinny, extra hot caramel macchiato with whip. Wondering what the rewards are? Well, they include promo codes for Shop Wild Rose Farmer, draws for the Rural Woman podcast merchandise, shoutouts on the show, and more. Your financial support of the Rural Woman podcast will help make it possible for the stories of women in agriculture to continue to be shared. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to find out more information about how you can become a patron through Patreon. So what are some of the scientific benefits that you have heard? You've mentioned all of these wonderful benefits, but there is definitely scientific evidence of dealing with animals and EFT known benefits. What are some of those benefits? Some of the benefits is I think truly it's healing, you know, but even before that it's, and it's like such a great honor and privilege and such joy for me to be able to, you know, for example, welcome a little child or maybe a family or a sibling group, especially to the farm where, you know, everything is based around safety and routine and it's very structured, but it's so calming that, you know, everyone is so joyful and just happy to be there. And I can say, you know, welcome. And I I greet them and bring them into a corral with one of the horses or maybe two of the horses there. And I have my little cabin and there's the trees. And then we may decide to go for a walk down to the horse barn and sit on some hay, or we might go hold the bunny and sit at the sheep barn and feed the sheep. And as we're doing that, the whole time the session is going on, but there's such a lovely natural flow to it that it really, you know, I can create such a place of safety and support and non-judgment for someone that I really get to see and experience people healing. Very cool. And yeah, and I think it's really making space for that early connection to the animals is one of the biggest roles I have. And then everything is kind of around that, if that makes sense. Yes, for sure. Oh, that's so great. I just love, love, love your program there. (laughs) Thank you so much. So Tammy, you and I actually connected through social media about a topic that is very near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is mental health in agriculture. So tell me about your experience in helping people deal with their mental wellness when it comes to agriculture. Sure. Well, it's an area of my practice that I'm developing now and I'm really excited about. I've been making some really cool connections with some different organizations. And I think 
what's so important to me having, you know, grown up within farming and within agriculture is that we come from a pretty stoic culture. I mean, when you're a farmer, my husband is also a logger as well, but I mean, you don't really have a choice when you're sick. You can't sort of miss chores that day or miss milking or, you know, miss looking after what you need to look after. You really have to kind of, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get out there and do what needs to get done. And that's what I experienced watching my uncles, my aunties, you know, my family and neighbors doing my whole life growing up. And it wasn't until I was older and getting more into the mental health work that I realized just how amazing, you know, those people are and what they do. But I think what can be such a big barrier also is that, you know, we all go through struggles. And when you come from a culture that's, you know, pretty resilient and independent, those are wonderful strengths to have, but but those can also be things that might get in our way of reaching out for help if we're struggling. So I just really wanted to be part of kind of, I think, what is a, a gathering movement, your podcast being a really important part of that, and saying, you know, hey, like, we all go through stuff, don't suffer, <laughs> let's get some help on board for people that, you know, have a lot of pride, are very independent and resourceful and amazing people, but we can also go through anxiety, depression, serious mental health issues, and instead of, you know, I guess, experiencing shame or guilt around that, let's try to bring in support and some awareness. It's really part of, I think, overall safety for farmers and farming families. If there's no farmer, there's no farm. So let's look after everybody from a holistic perspective, including mental health. Absolutely. And I like what you said about it being a holistic approach because your physical health and your mental health are, I believe, equally as important. And I think maybe even your mental health is even more important because it can affect your physical health. So Tammy, what are some trends that you're seeing in the mental health field when it comes to agriculture? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of the leading edge, really, from some of the research I've done and from people I've been reaching out to and connecting. I think many of the initiatives are actually quite new. And I think it's a really exciting time to, you know, be able to kind of be part of spreading awareness and helping bring supports into place that that really normalize that, you know, mental health issues are pretty common. It's something that we can get support and treatment for. And let's do more of this. So I think there's a lot of exciting things that are actually happening right now. I completely agree with you. And like we were Mm -hmm. mentioning before we started recording, the Do More Egg Foundation is one of the biggest here in Canada. I truly hope that there are organizations in the US that are coming up and emerging. And I'm sure there are, but it's just so Mm -hmm. important because we are such an isolated group of people that we know that there's the support out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, the more that urban areas are growing and there's a bit more of a, almost in a way, some kind of divides between being a producer And then being a consumer and, you know, we're trying to bridge that gap with, you know, different awareness campaigns like Ask a Farmer and, you know, trying to 
let people know sort of what we do and how we do it and how important it is to us and how important our animals and crops are to us and really trying to get that education out there. But it can be really hard. I mean, basically, I think most farmers and folks in agriculture tend to be self-employed. That's certainly our background. And, you know, as wonderful as that is, it's also very demanding. And, you know, I've worked in many different settings over the years where I've seen, you know, some really good folks who are, you know, decent, honest, hardworking people who come from a farming background in small rural areas really struggling because they just don't have the support and resources. And I'm really hoping in the process of really changing that and getting more support for people. Absolutely. Tammy, what do you think some of the common struggles you see most with farm families are? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is losing, losing our animals. You know, when you have a farm and you have livestock, there can be a lot of loss. And sometimes it's a seasonal thing where, you know, the flock or herd we've raised, you know, there's that seasonal cycle, they go to market, right? And there's that adjustment every year. And it's something we get used to and are raised with. But then also it is change and it is stress and it is loss potentially. And that can be difficult, even though it's kind of a normal part of the farming cycle. There can also be, you know, traumatic or sudden losses, diseases, livestock death or illness, injury, and sort of all the bills and care and things that come with that. And I think also it's, I don't know that farming is growing necessarily because there's, you know, more pressure on urban areas. So in a way, I think farming is changing a lot and rapidly. And there's maybe you know, a bit more of an isolation factor for folks that are involved in farming. It's not kind of as commonly done as it was, say, you know, from my own experience when I was a kid, most of my friends in our small town kind of had farms, you know, of all different sizes and types. And it was actually not such a usual thing in my experience to, say, have friends who lived in town, where I think, you know, that's much more the experience for my children and where we live. And it's more the exception to be on a farm. Yes, for sure. Well, I even know in our area, my husband is one of very few of the generations that he grew up with that are still on the farm. Most of them grew up and got jobs in town and moved away. And for now, it's new generations coming in to do this or older generations eventually retiring and passing their farm down. And I know succession planning has got to be mm-hmm. a very stressful thing for the older generation to have yeah. to figure out how they're going to pass down this legacy that they have. Sure. I just wanted to mention, I think one of the big stressors also, and there can be again, you know, a lot of loss and adjustment and transition there is when farms are sold. And, you know, sometimes it's due to a one generation wanting to retire or move to a different phase of their life. But as with my family's experience, you know, sometimes it's due to divorce or, you know, where there, there can't be two people keeping the same farm and that there's a lot of changes in store for that family, for the adults and for the children. And I think that's also quite a stressor that isn't often maybe talked about. Well, I think in this day and age, just the, Mm -hmm 
fact that we can sit here and we can talk about mental health in agriculture, I think is a big step in the right direction. For sure. I don't think we could have had this conversation five years ago, 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And when I discovered your podcast, I was listening to it and I was so excited and actually kind of shocked and surprised when you, you talked so so openly and just so honestly about your experience with anxiety. And I thought, wow, this is wonderful. Like there's some really great conversation here and awareness. And then I heard, I think it was Tara from Beaver Valley Vineyards, and she was talking about her experience. And it wasn't, you know, it's not just sort of the joys of farming. It's like the day-to-day things that we all go through like anyone else does, any other family, anyone living anywhere else. Yes, absolutely. And I think for those of us who do decide to talk openly about our mental health, I've said this time and time again, it's never for attention. It's always for connection. There's people that have been before me that talked about their anxiety openly, which gave me the courage and the strength to be able to talk about mine. And then people have since approached me to say, I've had similar experiences or thank you for sharing or anything like that. So I always think it's so important that if you can do talk about it, because I guarantee there's somebody else that has gone through something similar, is going through something similar. And, you know, you might not always have the right thing to say, but having an open ear is always a good thing too, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I think it's wonderful to create that awareness, that connection, and let that sort of fuel, you know, us moving forward and getting more support for farmers and agriculture and, and families. Yes, for sure. We live on big spreads and tiny homesteads, farms, ranches, and everywhere in between. Neighbors separated by barbed wire fences and gravel roads, divided by section lines and field boundaries. We are wives and mothers, husbands and fathers, producers and consumers, held together by the threads of history and love. Here in these vast, wide open places, we answer the call of caregivers to the land, the animals, and our families with open hearts and willing hands. The miles of gravel and pavement between our homes can make the isolation of rural life feel insurmountable. Sometimes we struggle to reach out and ask for help, even though we never pause when one of our own needs our support. We come together in times of crisis and in times of joy. We celebrate together when the markets are up and hold each other together when the world falls apart. We support each other's families from the sidelines and in the trenches. We show up for each other, operating equipment, working cattle, cooking meals, and offering a shoulder to cry on when there's nothing else we can do. We may get knocked down, But together, we get back up and carry on. We are fighters who never back down from a challenge or allow obstacles to stop us in our tracks. When the going gets tough, we rally. We rise from the ashes of heartbreak because this life is in our blood and it is part of our soul. Though we are proud of our independence and our strength, we know that together we can overcome challenges we can't handle alone. Introducing Rally, a charitable campaign aiming to bring agriculture together. The agricultural industry is like no other. Farmers and ranchers are truly the eternal optimists. We work against the clock and the elements on a daily basis. We stand alone in our fields and come together in need. The Rally campaign was built for this purpose, to stand together and to support one another. 
We are the faces of agriculture, no matter the size of our operations. We stand united whether we're conventional or organic, grass or grain finished, big egg or small farm. We're all in this together. The Rally Campaign is a fundraising effort to provide funds for selected agricultural organizations. From now until the end of March 2020, funds raised through the Rally Campaign will be donated to the Do More Agricultural Foundation, who is a not-for-profit organization focused on mental health in agriculture across Canada, and the Agri-Ability Project, whose mission is to enhance the quality of life for farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural workers with disabilities so they, their families, and their communities can continue to succeed in rural America. Purchase your Rally Campaign t-shirt over at Shop Wildrose Farmer, with $4 of the proceeds being equally split between these two worthy organizations. For more information about the Rally Campaign, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com rally. So before we wrap up here, what are hmm. some suggestions that you have for farmers and farm families at this season? Right now it's winter, it's cold, it's snowy. Yeah. You can't really get out there and do what you're supposed to do. I know there's a lot of farmers that kind of go through a seasonal depression at this time of year. What are some suggestions yeah. that you have for them and their families to kind of keep moving on and get through to the next season? Right. Well, you know, years and years ago, I talked to a rancher. He kind of chuckled and described winter as a time when you fill the fires and keep the cattle fed. <laughs> so whether that's exactly what you're doing, or maybe it's something different, because there's so many different types of farming and agriculture. I mean, I think that, you know, maybe we can take some solace, some support from that daily routine. There's a lot of structure there. And I think it's also important because we heal through connection and through attachment and through healthy relationships to, you know, really look at reaching out for some support as a sign of actually strength and courage. And if you need, you know, someone to talk to, remember that there's people there and it could be sometimes, you know, maybe just Googling what are the local mental health resources? You know, some provinces have specific agriculture related mental health supports that you can call or access, or, you know, maybe it's connecting with your medical doctor and just letting him or her know that you are actually going through a bit of a rough time experiencing some low mood or anxiety or stress. So, you know, kind of putting the word out there to get some support, whether it's from, you know, support professionals or your family, or maybe, you know, connecting with your neighbors and, and making some time to just have a cup of coffee and, you know, share a little bit about some of the things you're going through. It could be helpful. But I would say, you know, what I always say is don't suffer. There's enough suffering in life that can happen. So, you know, really reach out and get some support if you need it. It's a sign of strength. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's mm -hmm. some great advice. So Tammy, my last question for you is what is the most sure. rewarding part for you of being a farmer? I think it is... And this combines, I mean, my whole life, all the areas of my life, my work, and then the farming as well. But I think it's really for me seeing that cycle of new birth and new growth and sort of that continuity 
as well as the day-to-day routine. I'm very much a routine person. That's how I grew up doing chores morning and night and looking after the animals. And, you know, I think being with my family and then being able to bring, especially children and youth who are from complicated family situations, bringing them to the farm and allowing them that space to connect with animals and nature. That to me is something that, I mean, I grew up every day being able to go up to the barn and see some animals or doing my chores. And I took it for granted. And my children, that's how I raised them as well. My husband and I, you know, what we did every day, I think it helps us get through difficult times, but many people don't have that. So being able to create that for the people that I support is truly, really rewarding to me. That's wonderful. Tammy, it has been my pleasure talking to you. And I think that the work that you're doing is just incredible. So thank you so much for not only talking to me, but supporting others who need you and that are important to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it so much. I was um, so excited to be on the podcast. I listened to Billy J. Miller and the New Mexico Milkmaid and Tara, and it's just so cool to be part of the community. Thank you very much. You're part of the gang now, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) For the listeners who would like to connect with you after the show, where can they find you? So I am on Facebook, Town and Country Counseling, and Instagram. And then there is a website called Psychology Today, where my practice is listed. You can just look for me and you're always welcome to give me a call or pop me an email and I will try to be of support. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tammy. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.